Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so a good question from a Utopia football podcast listener that I got to the mailbag yesterday. If you want to email that podcast, mailbag at gmail.com. Ooh, yeah. your own email address? It's a, yeah, I made it all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you got a vanity Gmail account? That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To go with the one that has my real name on it, too. I've got two of them. Um, good question, I thought, though. If you could pick for Nick Casario, Seth, to have an A-plus offseason in either the draft or in free agency, which would it be? Which would you choose for – if he can only knock the ball out of the park in, in one, the draft? Oh, or in free agency, if you had to like, so like like trade all. If you were a way to trade dollars for picks or something, to where all you had was draft picks, or uh, if you could trade all those draft picks for cap space, then well, just um, which one does he do the best? You know, like it, 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 he's going to do both. He's going to draft players and he's going to sign players. Yeah, but in I like the agency. fantasy of only doing one. Okay, like if you could only do one, um, I would say the draft. A hundred percent. You would like if you're gonna if you're gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah, like if you're gonna knock it out of the park. If you're going to knock it out of the park in the draft, then that means you've got awesome players on cost-controlled contracts for three or four years. If you knock it out of the park in free agency, you, it's almost impossible to do it without still spending a good chunk of money and you know making it more difficult to operate. I, like Knocking it out in the park in the draft is always, always, always the more um, desirable. It's the less... It's the difference between... Eating right and getting plenty of sleep versus drinking really strong coffee. Yeah, I you guess know, the, the the draft is coffee. This is like, all right, I'm not, I don't feel awesome, but like, all right, God, can I spend some money and get some help from out from the outside to to get me better? I um, I said free agency on the podcast, and I think it's probably the instant gratification element for me that I feel like, hey, this team is much closer to a Super Bowl now than we thought they would be. Yeah. Going into 2024, then we thought they'd be a year ago or even, you know, six, eight months ago. Um, if you if you knock it out of the park in free agency, I think you're going to be better sooner. You know, um, uh-huh. the, you know, you you uh, you know, they got a lot of money to spend. That's the other thing. Like they, them knocking it out of the park in free agency is different than a team like, say, the Ravens, who have seven million in cap space, knocking it out of the park in free agency. Like you knock it right. out of the park and you got 60, 70 million to spend. It means yeah. you've probably done some. You've probably done some Dior store shopping in that. I guess, I guess, and, and you know this, I mean, you, you as well as anybody, that, that cap space isn't as big as it seems like it is. So knocking it out of the park and for the Texans who have 30 free agents, uh, many of whom, let's see, uh, 10 of whom were, were starters for at least half the season, um, it's, it's a lot of replacing. So it, it turns into, all right, which one of these guys on one-year deals can be replaced for somebody who's better on a one-year deal? Yeah. Um, or is it just simply a matter of, of re-signing these guys? That's where I get a little bit – I just I, maybe, maybe that's where I am. I'm answering more like, okay, what's more achievable? Is it achievable for the Texans to knock it out of the park in free agency? Or is it achievable for them to knock it out of the park in the draft? They don't have the same draft picks that they had in previous years. That's you don't the other a, thing. You don't have a second and eventually a third – Number three overall pick, right? Um, to to draft guys that become rookie of the year. That was my oh. that that was part of my evaluation too, Seth. Is that 
if it were last year, I'd say, oh my God, the draft. I mean, you've got the second and the 12th picks. You've got to knock it out of the park in the draft. They're a better football team now with a ton of cap space and their draft capital, while they've got the right amount of picks, yeah. it's just not as good as in recent years. You know, yeah. So that's... I- that's my feeling on it. I get the the whole thing about free agency versus the draft is yeah the instant gratification of free agency is nice, but I I think that I think you got to have respect for the fact that that instant gratification it's it's usually an instant gratification that lasts until September yeah because free agency signings the majority of free agent signings are disappointments yeah and. Um, and the ones that you get most excited about tend to be the biggest disappointments. Yep. The majority of guys who sign five-year contracts are gone before year three of their deal. Like it's just, or before they complete year three of their deal. It's astounding how, how bad the success rate is in free agency. But it's just so easy to get excited about because it's a big name. It's lots of bling in April. Right. And, and then it evaporates in September. Agree with everything you're saying. Under this scenario, yeah. you're guaranteed an A plus in all those free agency signings. You know what I mean? Like there's I'm I'm telling you you got them all right, <laughs> you know. Well, you know no, cuz last year, okay, Nick Casario did a great job in free agency by my estimation last year and people hated it. People despised it. People thought it was the dumbest thing ever. What are you doing? You're only signing these guys on on one in year contra- one and two year contracts. You know, where Sheldon Rankins ended up being a really good signing. Uh, Devin Singletary ended up being a really good signing. Oh, yeah. And uh, those aren't earth-shattering signings or anything. I mean, Dalton Schultz ends up being a great signing. And I still – I would love a tight end who's better than Dalton Schultz but still retain Dalton Schultz on this roster. Sure. So, um, yeah, I don't – that's where I just don't – I've got a natural – distrust of the free agency market no i do too but in the you know again i if, if you're telling me like i can get an a plus in it and that i mean that boy they because i think back to cincinnati a few years ago um when they made the super bowl and yeah. joe burrow's in his second year they got some young pieces like the texans a really good quarterback in his second year with a lot of nice pieces they crushed it in free agency they got dj reader and trey hendrickson and mike hilton and some pieces on offense like they they destroyed, and they you know they end up going to the to the Super Bowl. I think that's if your if your answer is a plus in free agency, like if that's what you would prefer, then your example is the Bengals that made the Super Bowl in twenty twenty one. I agree wholeheartedly with your premise that it feels like this is your premise that you just build a healthier franchise if you get an A plus in the draft every year. I'll tell you what, yeah, yeah, and like most of the really good teams in the league don't spend that much on free agency as a rule. Yeah. Um, I think that one of our listeners brought up yesterday that the, the, the prime example in Texans history was in 2011 when instead of Indominus Sue, instead of chasing Indominus Sue, was it 2010 or 2011? That was 2011, right? Uh, into the Texans you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. you're talking about Namdi Asamoah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Namdi Asamoah. Yeah. Uh, Sue, and it was 2011, by the way. Indominus Sue, not Texans worthy. No. Namdi Asamoah. Yeah. <laughs> was not Texans worthy either. He was the big name. And if the Texans were going to be a serious franchise, then you go out and get Namdi Asamoah because that's a serious football move. Namdi Asamoah ends up sucking uh, after, after free agency. For the Eagles, and, yeah. And meanwhile, the Texans, yeah, it was a dumb signing by the Eagles too because yeah. Namdi Asamoah just didn't fit didn't what they fit, did. Yeah. But the Texans get Jonathan Joseph and Daniel Manning for the same price. Yeah. And those guys ended up being very, very, very oh. good for a very good defense. Yes. So that's the that's knocking it out of the park in yeah. free agency. I, it's I, a, and, and look, that was one that people were disappointed about at first. Like, ah, you're bringing in this old man, Wade Phillips. Ah, who the hell's Jonathan Joseph? The Bengals suck. Yeah. Ah. Well, I, I'm trying to remember back. Were they disappointed? It was was there disappointment in, in Wade Phillips being the DC? Um, I don't know. Probably there's. Uh, I, I mean, there, there's, like a, there's always a faction that's disappointed in everything. I get that. There's always skepticism yeah. about. At that point, people were upset because they felt like Gary Kubiak needed to be fired. That's right. That was the year that both. I mean, people were people kind of felt like the honeymoon period was way over, and that Gary Kubiak and Rick Smith needed to be gone. And like Rick Smith, to his credit, pulled off a coup mm-hmm. in getting those two guys in free agency. 
And then also, I think, yeah, just finally saying, look, all right, enough's enough. We need an actual defensive coordinator in yeah. here. Um, so I don't know about I, – I felt like at the – my read on the time and my memory of it, now it's been 12 years, 13 years since then, is that a lot of Texans fans were at that moment where they weren't really happy with the fact that it seemed like the owner was making the decision to hire Wade Phillips and that they were kind of just propping up Gary Kubiak, who a lot of Texans fans – wanted gone completely yeah so it felt like it it felt like they were just kind of putting gum on the hole in the dam yeah and more so than actually fixing things and they ended up being great moves so that's i don't right. that's my memory of it please uh tell me if listeners tell me if i'm uh, if you remember it differently yeah um because obviously it's dicey when you start trying to gauge the opinion of a fan base uh, for sure for sure well especially on something that happened 13 years ago um Text message, a lot of people agreeing with you that the draft, draft, always the draft. Young talent means being good for a long, long time. Yeah, and I guess I must have uh, flipped my words earlier. What I, The analogy I was trying to use was that the draft is ex- like eating right and exercising, whereas yep. the, the free agency is coffee. Yeah. yeah and or yeah. cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. The draft John's a coquette is, is what I basically decided. Yes, he, wants to, exactly. he wants to win through free agency. Mm-hmm. He likes PEDs, he likes cocaine, mm-hmm. and he likes fast cars. I feel like, life-wise, the Texans are in a position where cocaine might be the best thing for them to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. The cocaine of free agency. Yeah. Pump that fist, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben's fired up. I got Ben, what? noted cokehead, fired up in there. I'm just kidding. What's the next, what's the next innovation in cheating? Like, beyond... PEDs or sign stealing or anything oh, like that. Oh boy, probably something. I think with probably a, like with AI, think AI and play calling or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, which doesn't. That's not. That's not going to be cheating, I guess. If you could, you know what it would be? It would be putting using that AI to diagnose tendencies and then sneaking little earpieces into every player on the Ooh. field. Which I'm kind of surprised. Like it feels like you could slap in of it. It's not like this is advanced technology or anything like a tiny little earpiece just a little it doesn't even have to be tiny as long as the cameras don't pick up on it you know yeah or you okay. just put it in the helmet dude and okay and you, you've got somebody up in the booth telling a cornerback what play is coming i got you it helps you know no no, no. I, i'm I, if it were executed properly i'm not denying that it would be a genius plan there are eight jillion <laughs> cameras and 53 players one oh, of them yeah. is going to screw up. No, no, no. I don't want the Texans to try it. Yeah. I don't want them to be the ones that get caught doing it because they will get caught doing right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, whichever team does it will get caught. I, but you got to think, though, right? At some point, we've had Bluetooth technology for quite some time now. Yeah. That somebody's had a, had an earpiece in their in their headset in, so, or, uh, the, during a game. Sure. And they've had somebody from the booth telling them what might be coming. Yep. Oof. Even just for a cornerback to get a ball call. You know, usually when the oh. ball's in the air on the sidelines, you're yelling "ball, ball, ball" um, to to get a guy to know when to turn. That's a that could be a big deal. That's a game breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being reminded on the text page, it was Wade that pulled for JJ Watt to be drafted. Yeah, and that was roundly booed the night of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> it was an unpopular offseason. It was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pain and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Wednesday. Somebody reminding me on here that it's Valentine's Day. If you if you missed it, I'm looking for suggestions on what to cook for dinner tonight for Valentine's Day. I stupidly volunteered to cook dinner. I suck at cooking. Um, one person does say, "Oh, this I think is it." No, it's not middle screen. Uh, what you should do for Valentine's Day is definitely not forget to take out the trash. I'm really good at that. That do, that is a bug up the butt of a lot of uh, spouses out there. Is that the trash doesn't get taken out? I'm excellent. At taking out the trash. Well, you have a trash chute on your floor. Yes, and I'm really good at using the it. elements that go out there, and you know, to, to to put it in the dumpster or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, sorry, I have Patrick Mahomes <laughs> as my quarterback. I'm really good at so, offense. Yeah, that was one of my that was one of my favorite things that's ever happened to me in my adult life was when we lived in a building that had a trash chute. Yeah. I felt talk about the height of technology. That's all for me. I don't care about AI. I don't care about earpieces in my helmet or anything like that. Just a, a tube that I could throw a bag oh of garbage into and it would go down into a dumpster. Yes. And I could hear it clank. It's uh, the best. It's very gratifying clanky here when it hits the bottom. You know what happens very rarely and when it does happen, I get the bejesus scared out of me is when I open up the trash chute and trash from a, a floor above me comes cascading down, you know, like a like someone dropped their trash on like the thirty fifth floor, and it goes sailing past me as I'm throwing the trash in. Yeah. Very scary, Seth. Very scary when trash goes sailing past you like that. 
Payne and Pendergast with you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. It, oh, it went past you as it was open? As I, I opened up the oh, trash Oh, okay. Shoot. No, I didn't understand. what. You, okay, yeah. yeah Somebody else's scary. garbage is coming from a floor above mine and goes yeah, sailing yeah. past. I'm like, Could ah! catch an edge or something yeah, like man. that. Yeah, man. You got to have your ears open on that. Got to have your head on a swivel, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, 713-572-4610 if you want to help me out here with some uh, Valentine's Day cooking suggestions. Biggest questions... In the NFL for media in 2024, and I, I think I'm changing my opinion on one of the biggest media topics in the NFL for the upcoming year. That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I was, um, when Tom Brady signed his deal to go to Fox, I was not optimistic that he would be great. I'm certainly not optimistic he'd be worth the money that they're paying him, 30-plus million a year. I know there's a lot more that goes into Brady being part of your company than just three hours on Sundays. Um, he's a next-level celebrity, um, pop culture icon, the whole nine yards. Um, Richard Deitch of The Athletic has an article where he's got five media questions for the NFL in the upcoming offseason. And I think the one, that, the, the one he has is number one, Seth, I think is a – Huge question that you know people who watch the NFL on TV have is how will Tom Brady fare as Fox's top NFL analyst? I've I've kind of changed my opinion just watching watching Brady on his podcast, um, getting a grasp for just how immersed in the game he is, and I think how immersed he is in preparing. Period, which I think we all knew from him being a player, but it sounds like he is really, really, really taking this assignment seriously. Like yeah. he's going to be on this big. I think Tom Brady put it there, and. I, I think there's another element, too, to where maybe I've been rooting against Brady because I just feel like Greg Olson's been so good and he's handled being, you know, sort of a lame duck A-team guy so well that it's almost like it's it, it, by 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 just by the sheer nature of that dynamic, it's it feels like Olsen is pitted against Brady in some well, way. He's you know? and he's the guy that's there. Yeah. Um, versus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's all kinds of reasons for you to be either rooting against Brady or just be skeptical of whether he's going to be good or not. Quarterbacks in general have not been great at being commentators, and I think a lot of times it's because uh, almost maybe because they're they're too cerebral. And they they understand all of the things that go into um, what can go right and what can go wrong in a play. That they're very reluctant to criticize. Um, they're very reluctant to say emphatically what went right or what went wrong. 
talking to Nick Casario at the Super Bowl actually made me feel like more intrigued by Brady because because Casario talked about Belichick and what he might be like as a color commentator and he just talked about how you know Belichick is just he's able to see things in a football play that other people don't see yeah it's one of the things that that's why I mean that's why as far as the Patriots way and the combo of Brady and Belichick together it's it, it like you can't replicate it because so much of it's based on both the way Tom Brady sees the game and the way Bill Belichick see the game and they see the game differently so I think that I think that Brady's going to be able to really give a lot of insight into exactly what's going on and do it in a relatable way that um, that maybe I underestimated. And I think and I think that he'll be like I think he'll be appro- appropriately critical without being a jerk or anything about it. I think he's um, he's because we've seen that edge in him. He gets frustrated sometimes when yeah. he talks about young quarterbacks throwing guys into danger and all this stuff. And maybe he's a little hypocritical in saying that, but I'm okay with that. Like, I just want—I want the actual. Give me like how you actually feel about a play. What I'm watching at the moment. Yeah, I don't yeah. care that he did it as a player throwing guys into danger. Like, tell me right. what I'm looking at. Yeah, in the yeah. moment. Now, how does this make you feel about Brady? Because I'm with you. I think I've—I've I've done a—I won't say a 180, but I've reversed course. I'm optimistic Brady's going to be really, really good at his job. Um, Richard Deitch says Brady has been on an extended fact-finding mission about broadcasting for months now, um, and both Tony Romo and Jim Nance recently told The Athletic that they speak with Brady often. Here's what Romo said of the conversations. Quote, just two buddies talking football. I'm excited for him. Tom will exhaust every resource to be as good at this as anybody. I think <laughs> I think me and him have similar traits and that we're going to try and work as hard as humanly possible to be as good as we can be at anything that we care about. He's doing that. I think it was a genius decision by him to wait a year coming out and prepare himself. He's going to do a great job. I think he's going to be outstanding, end quote. I agree. I think he's going to be outstanding. The irony in those quotes, I think the very obvious one, Tony Romo comparing himself to Tom Brady when it comes to being a maniacal worker and preparer. That's yeah. I find that ironic. <laughs> what I also what I also find what I also it's find so far from the yeah. it's so far from the truth. Yeah, like oh, we're the exactly guy that the used same. to show up out of shape to camp Dude. every year versus the guy who wrote a book about his fitness yeah. regimen. Like yeah. me going like yeah. yeah, me and JJ Watt, we've been talking. We have a lot in common in terms of how we work out. We work. We both work out every day. <laughs> same exact thing. Um, the other thing that's that's ironic in here is Romo's Romo saying that Brady made a good decision to take a year away from the game before he took this job because Romo's best year on the mic was his very first year. Like when jumping, he still had all the inside intel, jumping right into it. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's when he was at his absolute best. Uh, Romo was. So I just I find, but the whole thing about yeah, me and he's literally saying I think me and Tom have similar traits that we're going to try and work as hard as humanly possible. What? I don't think, okay, the things that Brady won't do that Romo does, I think Brady won't misunderstand the rule book by a long shot. That's honestly, like, on a very nuts and bolts part of it, like, when you're, when you're watching a football broadcast, because I know a lot of people say, look, I don't care about the commentators, whatever. There are some very critical things that the commentators do that they're supposed to be better than everybody else at, and one of those is understand what's going <laughs> understand what's going on on the football field uh, but especially with rules when there's specific situations in Romo my god I'm just I'm kind of flabbergasted at times how little he knows about the NFL rule book and it, well, it's it's alarming it's really alarming and then this inability to grasp what Gene Steratore is yes. saying is even even more alarming yeah. Brady's going to be 400 times better than Romo in that regard. Romo just needs to be quiet when the rules are being explained. That's all. Yeah. Just yeah. that you're confusing people. People are trusting you that you know what you're talking about. And on some of these rules, you have no clue what you're talking about. I agree with that. So what happens to Greg Olson? Does he just get bucked down to the B crew or what? That's a good what? question. That, and that's Richard Deitch's number two question in this piece. Number one, how will yeah. Brady do at Fox? I think Seth and I are both optimistic about that. Um, there's no... There's no spot right now, you know, like it's, it's a lot like our business, you know, hey, if you want to change stations, you got to wait for somebody, you know, to get let go and the musical chairs start going, you know, if you want to if you want to host over here. Similarly, um, if you want to be an A chair color analyst with the NFL, you look around the landscape and you go, OK, well, is NBC doing anything with Collinsworth? Probably not. Is CBS doing anything with Romo? 
I mean, a lot of people wish they would, but he's signed to a long-term, very expensive deal. He's um, got the Pujols deal. Yep. Aikman is not going anywhere on Monday Night Football for Disney, for ESPN, ABC. Um, Kirk Herbstreet, you know, I think maybe maybe Olsen's best chance, Seth. Oh, and then on, uh, and then Fox, obviously, he's being replaced by Brady. Maybe his best chance to get an eight share would be if Kirk Herbstreet just feels like the grind is too much for him uh, yeah. of doing NFL on Thursday and then having to be wherever college game day is on Saturday yeah. and then get on a plane and fly to wherever the primetime game is to do that night on ESPN. So does he have like an out in his contract or something to where he could go work for another outlet? or Olsen you're talking about? Yeah. Um I don't. Yeah, I don't know what his situation is. I'm not sure. I mean, we're talking about him like he's a free agent or something. Like, I, I don't. He's under contract. It's he, not like it's as simple as just, hey, I'm going to go work over here. Now. Yeah, and I don't know how these contracts work, and I don't know if, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer yeah. to that. I, I think what if you if I had to handicap what ends up happening, I bet he stays at Fox. He's on the number two team on Fox, and everybody complains that he's on the number two team on Fox as Romo continues to bungle the playbook and step all over Jim Nance in important situations. That's my yeah. guess. That's what 2024 yeah. is going to look like. I think. Um, who will air, number three, who will air the NFL's first Friday night game on opening weekend since 1970? Yeah, the NFL has a Friday night game. I don't know how many people know this, um, but the 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 dream of Seth Payne, the, the Sao Paulo-Brazil game, yeah. is on Friday night. Philadelphia uh, versus some undeserving opponent will be playing in Brazil on yep. a Friday night. And... Um, it's uh, then we won't. We'll have zero reason to get a sponsor to pay for us to go to go to Brazil. Brock, it's a sad to do thing. our pregame show from Brazil. It's a yeah. sad thing. Um, did you see that the NFL is going to go to Madrid in 2025? Were you That's excited be about a that fun one? Yeah, yeah. That needs to be a Texans one. Isn't Spanish easier to learn than Portuguese? Isn't that what we? That's what Lopez said. Yeah, I well, trust Lopez. Well, I don't know. Like Lopez obviously already speaks Spanish, so he would, he tried to learn Portuguese as a second or third language. Well, whatever, however many languages he knows. Um, he tried to learn lang- uh, Portuguese, and he said it was really, really hard. It's not. I always assumed that it was kind of similar to Spanish because yeah. of geography and whatnot. He said, "No, no, not even close. Yeah, it's all different. Yep. But um, I don't know. Maybe me not actually speaking very." much Spanish will actually help me then. Maybe it'll right. be easier for me to learn. Portuguese. You don't go in with any preconceived Spanish. You know, you're yeah. just learning it from uh, learning it from scratch. Oh yeah, but so but as far as going to Madrid and learning Spanish, um I yeah, I mean you know, having, you know, let's see, I first came to Houston in 2002 and I know at least like 40 Spanish words yeah. by now. How so many now are- it's just a matter of learning like 3 or 4,000 more. By 2025, I'll be pretty much be Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. Of the 40, how many are food? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) 36. Um, So, who will air the NFL's first Friday night game? I don't really care about that. That's a big question, I guess. I don't, you know, whoever does it, I hope they do a good job. Um, His fourth question on here, Richard Deitch, definitely scratches me where I itch more than Seth because I am into this new sports streaming service that ESPN and Fox and Warner Brothers have collabed on. But he's wondering how the NFL will react to these big three partner. Well, two of them are partners of the NFL. Warner Brothers, to my knowledge, is not. Um, there is a um, combo yeah, like, streaming service yeah. they've put together. So, yeah, it gets interesting because, okay, I, and you know, now when you first brought this up, I was like, all right, whatever. There's like, it's just another streaming thing I have to worry about. But the fact that ESPN and Fox <clears throat> were two major broadcasters in the NFL are getting the... I'm sorry, I ate an almond. Um, <laughs> the fact that ESPN and Fox, I know better than to eat almonds during the show. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. get dislodged lodged in my throat. It's okay. Um, so ESPN and Fox are both NFL broadcasters. Um, yeah, does this does this start to, for people that have cut the cord and realize like, oh man, now all of a sudden I'm signing up for all these different streaming services. I don't think this affects us because, like, I already, on YouTube TV, I get my ESPN and Fox on YouTube TV. It's not like I'm buying those a la carte or anything. No. So I don't know if it affects me yet. But if they do start consolidating, you know, some of the peacocks and whatnot into it, then maybe it makes a difference. I think it affects the NFL maybe the least out of all the major sports because CBS and NBC are not part of this. Half of their Sunday games are on – half of the Sunday afternoon games are on CBS – and some would argue the best game of the week is Sunday Night Football, which is on NBC. And they're right. not part of this combo service. 
Um, last one is, will Bill Belichick work this year as a TV analyst? I feel like it's almost a lock that he will in some capacity. I don't know if he'll be a color analyst for a game or if he'll be the seventh body they plunk down on a studio show. Um, I'm thinking about that CBS studio show that's right now only got two guys locked down, right? It's JJ and who else? Is and James it? Brown, the host. And James Brown. That's yeah, it. That's it. There were already too many people there. It's interesting. I wonder if those guys, if JJ come and getting onto that studio show, like those guys probably figured, all right, at least one of us is gone next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to see Belichick fighting for little tidbits of time to, to spit out a, 15-second opinion on a pregame show. Let me, let me construct this particular studio show and tell me if, yeah. as studio shows go, if you would watch this. James Brown, the host, alongside J.J. Watt, Boomer Esiason, and Bill Belichick. So you've got a defensive player, a quarterback, and maybe the greatest head coach in the history of the game. And that's it. Just three guys and a host. Not six yeah, guys. I, I think I would like that. I think that for the most part, though, what the networks are looking for is something that's more high energy. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't, I know Belichick's got a different personality, but I just don't, I don't see him being as effervescent as like a lot of the guys on the pregame shows yeah, are. Yeah. And so I just don't know. I, I feel like that might be a nice postgame discussion or something. Mm-hmm. Belichick, if Belichick's got any gonads, he'll start his own podcast. You hear me, Bill? Start a podcast. Don't you don't have to work for the man any longer. You've earned it. Just start your own podcast and uh, and and just have conversations with people you respect. Not about part. football. That's the uh, no. Make it about football. No, no, I, no. Yeah, Degree no. of difficulty. Uh, uh, no, because I'd like to hear him talk about football. Selfishly. Oh, okay. I, just, I think the the audience. If he wants to do non-football stuff, he should do 80% football. So, like, yeah. four shows of football and then one show of whatever. Yeah. And no, then I, that little, you know. I, I, I agree. I'm just, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. Although, seeing him do some non-football podcast would be an impressive degree of difficulty if it got well, off the ground. He does love talking about the history of football yeah. and things like that. Yeah. He's also a big naval history buff, too. Mm-hmm. So He's a buff. Yeah, yeah. You could do, maybe you could do a history podcast that includes football and the military. There you go. Which, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, people from both, people from the military love using football analogies, and people from football love using military analogies. And that podcast will be where it offends nobody to do that. That's the safe haven for people yeah, that like. Yeah, where you're actually like, can use military listen, analogies right, right. without going, it's, why are you referring to it as war? It's not actual war. So we've got, we got a five-star, we've got an admiral on the show, so just everybody shut up about the, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to talk about war a little bit. Uh, we, um, we are in the season of redrafts right now of last year. And I've got two big questions. How do, how do Carolina Panther fans live with themselves? How do they survive? And two, is this the worst redraft scenario for Texans that you've ever seen? We've got this for you coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. It is, um, it's, God, it's so much nicer to be a Texan fan this offseason. Clicking on articles. You can't find an article that looks ahead to the offseason and the big storylines. You can't find one that doesn't have the Texans as one of the major players heading into the offseason. And obviously they need to get it right. But it's just, it's cool. Like clicking on power rankings. I haven't, I've yet to click on a set of power rankings heading into 2024 where the experts who put them together have the Texans outside of the top 10. ESPN had them ninth. The Athletic had them fifth. NFL.com had them seventh yesterday. So this is a whole lot of fun. Conversely, Seth, when I look at these articles where they redo the 2023 draft, and obviously C.J. Stroud is the number one pick in all of them, um, I, I don't know how Panther fans do it, man. I, I, if I were a Panther fan, I would just quit watching football. These, these redrafts are basically just, I know it's not the intent, it's to taunt Panther fans, but I wouldn't even be able to click on these and see C.J. Stroud's face next to the logo for my team if I were a Panthers fan right now. It's, um, I think that from what I've seen, Panthers fans have done their best to you know, blame Frank Reich and everything else. Uh, you know, as well as Dave Tepper a bit, but you can only blame the owner for so long without genuinely, like, just wanting to to leave this earth. So uh, I think that they've talked themselves into it's going to be different this year. It's going to be different, and the guy that the guy that helped Baker Mayfield look uh, <laughs> the guy that helped Baker Mayfield look a lot better while also having two really good receivers. But still, uh, might be able to do something for Bryce Young. Yeah. That's interesting, because you could say the same thing about his work. You're talking about Dave Canales, the OC, yeah. former OC for Tampa Bay, now the Panthers head coach. His other big notch on his bedpost is helping Geno Smith as the QB coach for Seattle. Similarly, Similarly had better wide receivers than the Panthers DK have right Metcalf, now. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. Some, some really good weapons. At Noah Fant, Look, tight which end. Is, you know, and I'm not trying to say like Dave Canales didn't have anything to do with it, but you can only be as good as the you know you can only be as good an artist as the materials you have to work with. And right now in Carolina, they don't have a lot of materials with which to work, and they also don't have their draft pick. That'll be interesting because you're right; they don't have their first overall pick, they don't have their second round pick next year. I mean, there's still a lot of paying the piper to do for Carolina. Yeah. Um, I. But just making a comparison here for the Texans, I do wonder, and I don't have Carolina's wide receiver depth chart in front of me, but, I mean, people were saying the same thing about the Texans last year. Like, oh, they're going to draft a young quarterback, but that poor guy's not going to have any weapons. And then Nico Collins blows up into a top 10 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver. You know, they drafted Tank Dell in the third round. The guy that... I mean, the guy that <laughs> there's a big difference between Nico Collins and Adam Thielen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, Adam Th- Nico Collins was uh, like a, a much often injured, but still with some unknown upside young wide receiver. Whereas Adam Thielen is Adam Thielen right. at this stage. But they like Jonathan Mingo would be That's the other the guy. One. That's yeah. The one. So Jonathan Mingo um, would be the guy that you wonder. All right. In a better, with a better system, with a better coach, everything else, um, is there a chance that Jonathan Mingo can be unlocked yeah. this year with Dave Canales? Yeah, and what do they do? You know, do they draft a Tank Dell in the third round this year? You know, do they find somebody yeah. who's who can who can catch some balls for that? They also have. Um, remember, they had they had the uh, DJ Chark too. Who I always DJ Chark is one of those guys that he would have like a pro, like a really nice catch versus the Texans yeah. here and there, and in my mind. He was always a guy who was like just like just brushing up against the ceiling and being yeah. really good. Then you look at his stats and you're like, oh god, no, yeah. no, he never was. He's not good <laughs> at was, all. It was. I have. I am so. I went full Bill O'Brien yeah. on DJ Chark because he just had a couple of nice plays, not even performances, right. but a few nice plays against the Texans. I felt like there was more promise <laughs> you got there than there was. This redraft is man. It, so they have CJ Stroud first. This is Chris Trapasso of CBSSports.com has this dude. Will Levis to the Texans with the second overall pick. 
in and this is a redraft, so this is knowing what we know now. He would have Will Levis, and he says there are other rookies who had better debut seasons than Levis, but he absolutely flashed when healthy and plays the most vital position on the field. Do you think Will Levis is going to wind up being what? Uh, okay, all right. So he has the Texans taking Will Levis with the second overall pick. Yeah, I reacted the Based same way you did. Fu- I almost swore. Yeah. Based on what? Well, I'll read it again. There are other rookies who had better debut seasons than Levis, but he absolutely flashed when healthy and plays the most vital position he on the field. Fla- he never flashed when he was new. He flashed in that first game. Four touchdown passes, Seth, against Atlanta. Did he, fl- did he flash at any point after? And can I, can I remind you of another thing, yeah. too? Flashed when healthy. This is the same damn excuse they were making for him last year. Right. And it's like, oh, hey, look. Sure, he didn't look like a really good quarterback his final year in college, but let's remember when healthy. Are you like how many when healthies are you going to give to Will Levis? Yeah, give the Texans Will Levis number two overall. Who is this? Who is this redrafter? Chris, Chris, Chris Trapasso of CBSSports.com. Will Levis. Yeah, Will Levis two overall. I'm with you. I, I I saw this and I was horrified seeing Will Levis's stupid face next to the Texans logo. I was horrified. I'm glad this is a fantasy world that we're living in. I honestly, if I if it's a redraft and we know we have all the intel from this season of football to redo the draft, I would just take Will Anderson with the second pick and, and draft twelfth. You know, find a quarterback twelfth yeah, or yeah. or do the trade up with Arizona. Yeah, to draft that's a problem. Quarterback. Yeah, that's a problem. And in this redraft, like, go ahead and go put everybody back to where they originally were slotted to draft. Yeah. I don't think the Texans are going to draft Will Levis with the intent of then trading up for Will Levis or Will Anderson, Anderson at that right, point. Right. Not to mention the nightmare of having two Wills uh, with the yeah. your person. Got your, enough your, Derricks your in your life picks. already. Now you yeah. got a couple of Wills. Um, when healthy, when healthy, yeah. Will Levis only once, oh, he twice had a passer rating over 100 okay. uh, last year. How many games when did he When healthy, yeah. he threw for over 300 yards just one time. You can't use the number two overall pick in the draft on someone whose two-sentence evaluation has the words when healthy in it. You can't. Yeah. You just, I don't care yeah. the position. I don't care if it's for quarterback. A guy that's, for a guy that's been injured in his last two football yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. If the words when healthy are in an evaluation, you cannot take that player. That These are the rules. And they're unflinchingly rigid. You cannot take a player whose evaluation includes the words when healthy with the second overall pick. This Trapasso character has Will Anderson Jr., the most delightful athlete in Houston, going ninth overall to the Bears. Um, Will lasting to the ninth overall pick. I, I would say that the Texans would probably have moved up from 12 to 9 to get him for sure if he's still sitting there. He's got Tank Dell going to the Texans with the 12th overall, or yeah, the 12th overall pick, Seth. Trapasso oh, he does? does, yeah. Oh, okay. God, well, that's a that's a that, that's better at least. Wait a second. So how'd they get the twelfth pick? They had it. Remember, they did. They had, that was a pick they traded up to get Will Anderson before the Texans were picking second and twelfth in the draft before the Will Anderson. Okay, trade. here they didn't. Oh, okay. They I didn't thought they didn't up. do the. Okay, they didn't all trade right, up. Right. In this they scenario. did not do the. They trade just up kept in this all month. the picks okay, where they were. I got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. Yep. All right. Yep. So tank. That's at least a little bit better now. Then. How about a draft where the 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 top three wide receivers taken in this redraft? None of them are first-round picks. There were four wide receivers taken in a row in the first round. There's three taken in the top 12 in a redraft. And I think this ties into the Texans in this draft. And I'll make this I'll make this tie-in in just a second. But Puka Nakua goes third. He was a fifth-round pick. Rasheed Rice goes sixth to the Lions. He was not a first-round pick, I don't believe. And uh, Tank Dell, who was a third-round pick, goes 12th. So you got three wide re- – redrafting this draft in a draft that had good wide receivers in it in the first round, the first three taken – the first three that this particular guy would take in a draft in the top 12, none of them were first-round picks. And this is supposed to be an even better wide receiver class this year, Seth. Yeah, um, yeah. That's why the Mike Evans crowd and the crowd, you know, the, the Tyler Boyd crowd or like, you know, just the, the list of free agent wide receivers – I, I think, especially after listening to John Harris lay out this class of wide receivers from when he joined us from the Senior Bowl a couple of weeks ago, I, I think they're, you know, I, my guess is they're going to try to find another Tank Dell in the third round for wide yeah. receiver in this or draft. Or just, yeah, if um, they're going to take a wide receiver somewhere in the top three rounds. Yeah. And, and I don't uh, mean 5'10", 165. I just mean a third round wide receiver. Another really good young yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. 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 And the. 
Um, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense, especially when you're going to have to pay Nico Collins here very shortly. Yep. Um, I like. I don't. You've got two wide receivers that are uh, just fine as a number one and number two receiver. You try to develop a third guy, um, and then you, you know, you you, you don't want to think too far in advance or worry too much about it. There's just there's not a lot of reason to sign a marquee free agent right now with the two wide receivers you have on your roster. They're going to spend position. money in free agency. There's other guys. I don't mind. I don't mind. And I want to clarify, it's not like I'm opposed to the Texans spending big on a free agent or two. It's just that for me, it's not a must-have because usually it doesn't work out. So like, I've been burned enough on big free agency signings over the years that I'm not like desperate for it. But I fully and 100% recognize that if the right guy is there, then yeah, go for it. Um, and, or, and, or a few guys that are maybe higher ticket but not like the A number one Chris Jones type, I'm I'm way more excited about that. Like if yeah, like if I had to if I had to pick like between let's say hypothetically I could get the equivalent of a Jonathan Joseph and Danielle Manning mm-hmm. where you sign both those guys in the same year of free agency yep. versus a Chris Jones signing, mm-hmm. I would still rather take the two guys over the one. Definitely. I think you just get way more bang for your buck out of those two guys than you do out of one Chris Jones. And Chris Jones still does Chris Jones has a little bit of that equality quality with me where I'm just I'm not a hundred percent slam dunk guaranteed that he's the same guy after he gets his big deal yeah. as as he is before it. And he's older. He's been banged yeah. up at times too. Great point by a texture here. The Texans literally, literally took the when healthy pick at number three when they took Derek Stingley Jr. That's true. And, and yeah, I, and yeah, I, yeah. And I would yeah. point out that over the course of the two seasons, granted it's trending way up right now. Stingley was awesome the second half of the season, but he's he's missed a ton of games. You know. Yeah, he's, we still got to see him make it through an entire season. No healthy. question, no question. Um, along those lines, you brought up Nico Collins, and I, you know, look if if we saw a tweet come from Adam Schefter today saying the Texans signed Nico Collins to a, you know, five, you know, four year, hundred and ten million dollar extension with eighty million guaranteed, I'd be like, cool, Nico was awesome. Would you, would you pay Nico Collins a big deal like that right now, Seth? Or do you need to see a another largely healthy season from him before you pay him? I don't. I by right now, I guess um, I wouldn't mind seeing it before this season. I don't know. There's something about I, I do. I do want the Texans to at least come off a little bit more like hard asses that aren't just like, "Hey, man, everything's awesome. Here yeah. you go." Yeah, uh, I'd rather have a. I'd like to make people kind of sweat for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if if I think part of it too is they probably. I'm guessing the Texans would like to also see how the free agency shakes out for them before you commit to Nico Collins or what have you. Just see exactly what your cap situation is, so you yeah. can so you can structure a deal with Nico if you extend him to be as as tailored to your situation as possible. In this redraft exercise, we got a lot of people texting in other redrafts they've seen on the internet with the Texans. One says the Texans uh, Bleacher Report had them taking Anthony Richardson second in a redraft. I think you can make an argument to take Bryce Young still and put him in this ecosystem, and he's going to be way better. Than, um, than what he was in Carolina. Yeah. I think it's a lock he would be way better. If you had to take one, Seth, with the second overall pick, redrafting, C.J. Stroud's gone. He's a Carolina Panther. You have to take a quarterback in this class with the number two overall pick. Who would you take? Wait, wait which class? This class? This, if, if we redrafted 2023, like we've this oh, exercise okay. we've been going right. through, yeah. and Carolina takes C.J. Stroud, the Texans are on the clock at number two, and the league has told you you must take a quarterback with this pick. You can't take Will Anderson Jr. You've got to take Levis Anthony or Richardson. Richardson you take Richardson. Yeah. yeah. No, and I would have said Anthony. I just you said this draft. I thought you meant this year. Yeah. Um, Anthony Richardson. So it'd be just because of the upside. If I had to take a quarterback, it would be Anthony. Richardson. And how would you feel about it? I'd feel awful about it. I'd be very, very nervous. I was like, okay. I was uh, at one point. I was gung ho. Let's just go ahead and take Anthony Richardson. But it was kind of like when you're you're talking yourself into jumping off of a bridge because all your buddies are too scared to do it. Right. Uh, you know, you don't actually feel great about it, but you just you you, you want to believe that you feel great about mm-hmm. it. That's where I was. Hey, by the way, everybody else too, to make you feel better about to make you feel better about C.J. Stroud, just in case you're nervous. C.J. Stroud was in a suite with Kim Kardashian at the Super Bowl. A lot of people noticed this because somebody had tweeted out a photo of Kim Kardashian's suite and said, wow, this looks a lot sleepier than, than Taylor Swift's suite or yeah. the Kelsey suite. Yeah. And this is what the clarification you need to know. First of all, it was not Kim Kardashian's suite. It was Michael Rubin 
oh. the owner of Fanatics, yeah. who we all know by now, like does a lot with a few athletes, and C.J. Stroud is Moving one CJ. of them. Yep. But one of the one of the examples that they had for why it was a sleepy, why it looked like a boring suite was a couple of the Kardashians just kind of sitting boring, like talking to each other. But then there's a guy, a still shot of a guy talking to C.J. Stroud. Who looked like he was asleep. He looked a little bit like Hannah did in that one that one shot where she looked kind of sleepy yeah. during the football game a couple yeah, years I'm ago. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I'm looking at that the guy, CJ one, yeah. That guy is, he's described by page six as hospitality whiz Will Macris. Oh, okay. And uh, Will explained later that he had just closed his eyes for a second. He wasn't sleeping, but he'd been partying for a long time. And yeah, he was a little drowsy. It's- I closed my eyes for a second and they take the pick. It was a full-blown party. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. If I could, like, if this still shot you're talking about is hysterical because CJ is, like, staring at the guy as he's got yeah. his eyes closed, like, staring at him. And if I could, like, if this, were a, if this were, like, hitting pause on a video and I could hit play, what would I want to happen? I would want CJ to pull out a marker and draw on the guy's face, you know? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is if it were a woman, if that guy were a woman, or if that guy were, like, Kendall Jenner or something – then it would be people would be roasting CJ for him being boring. Yeah, that's where in this situation the dude is getting roasted for being sleepy. Now down in the corner, it was uh, Kendall Jenner and Halle Bieber. Okay. Apparently, were sitting together. Okay, um, and then Kim Kardashian was a little bit away. Yep. They weren't so they weren't sitting close to CJ. Okay, and it wasn't CJ in Kim Kardashian's booth. So everybody can just. Don't worry. This is not going to be a James Harden type situation where he gets lost in the wilderness for the. For we a year hope. With the I mean, this is just one still shot. He might have been chopping it up with the Kardashians up in the they body of the suite up there where all the they food might have been in the bathroom together by the. Fourth we don't floor. know. Who knows? We don't know. With those 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 sirens, mm-hmm. yeah, just tempting young men into the, the rocky waters. And- Indeed. Destroying their careers. Yes, and in, and in uh, the process, destroying than that. the Houston Texans. I think he is too. I think he is. I hope he is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.